I see when I get bored, I make up my own movie. You're listening to Distracted. Pay attention to me, boy. And confused. Are you not entertained? Nope. All right, all right, all right. And welcome back to Distracted and Confused. We are coming off our bye week, which means we are fresh and ready to go for this episode, I think. I'm good to go. Uh, Jordan, you good to go? I'm good to go. Love it. Um, audio is working. We feel good. I hope. Uh, we were gonna, we were going to do an episode last week, but we just kind of said fuck it. Um, that's just kind of where we are right now. So this this is life. So it's cold in Illinois. We're trying to get back to good weather. Uh, we're bringing on Gambling Dan to bring up the good vibes. So how's it going, Gambling Dan? Oh, not so bad. How about you guys? I'm I'm hanging in there. So this was this was uh, Golden Globe Awards week, and we wanted to bring you on because, like, you know what? We'll do some predictions and everything. And we got down to it, and you had no idea what was going on. I, you guys texted me um, and asked if I wanted to talk about the Golden Globes. I was like, sure, I'll, I'll take a look. And then last night, you started talking about what was going on during the show, and I had <laughs> no idea it was on last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the the ups and downs, more the downs of the Golden Globes and award shows in general. But uh, we'll definitely get to that at some point. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. And we got a lot of it because we were gone for two weeks. And then we're going to get into some news, maybe some Happy Gilmore 2 action. So uh, without further ado, we'll let our guest go first on what he's been watching uh, lately. So give it to us, Dan. Uh, most recently, we just started a Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch, um, starting from Iron Man 1. I actually hadn't seen a couple of the movies. Um, I hadn't seen Iron Man 2 or 3 or Thor 2. So as of last night, I've now seen all of the movies. So you skipped all the worst ones. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I, Iron, the original Iron Man I saw forever ago, it was at a drive-in. I think you were there, Jordan. I've um, never been I to a drive-in in, in my life. Okay, maybe you weren't there. <laughs> um, I wish I'd been yeah. to a drive-in. It was, a, it was an awful experience. It was raining out, and it was warm, so we had to keep the windows up, but then the heat from people being in the car fogged the windows, so we had to have the heat on. It, it was just awful. Um, so not a good way to, to watch Iron Man. So, yeah, we're, we just finished Thor 2 last night, um, so that's where we're at. Um, we started Atlanta, um, which I know Tim's a big fan of. I don't know if you guys have yep. seen, um, we're like, I don't know how many episodes are in, in the first season, but we're, I don't know, maybe like six or seven episodes in, um, the, the episode, the like news episode where they're like on that guy's talk show and they have the transracial skit <laughs> yes. is like one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's. Oh my god! It keeps getting better because I think they just—they're allowed to take bigger and bigger swings each season. Do you like Game of Thrones and IPAs? <laughs> yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, Pour me another IPA. That's how you yeah, should you should like, read our ads that way. I honestly, I was like, what did I click? Because I wasn't it looking was at your. It was kind of like a direct <laughs> shot at, at my, what I'm interested in, but but it worked. It's a direct shot at this podcast. Yeah. Um, and then we've been watching Letterkenny. I don't remember the last time I was on. I feel like I might have mentioned it. We're still sort of slowly going through that. Good show. Would recommend. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I don't yeah. I kind of have a not a bone to pick, but um, there we did an episode. And I thought it was one of our better episodes, at least like 
going by topic and and the way we did it was the Marvel list we did. You had some uh, some some problems with it because you went. I mean, a week later, you were ready with your own list with uh, with Chris and I think who I don't know who else you did it with, but you did the same exact thing we did, but kind of in your own little group chat with them. So explain how that went. Like, were you guys mad and then wanted to do it, or did you like the idea and then wanted to kind of you know uh, mimic it based on liking it so much? So, yeah, I had talked to, it was Chris and then uh, my, my buddy Lupo. Um, yes. We were talking about the list and we had had a couple beers and then it was kind of like, I think Chris basically was like, that list sucks. Let's make our own. <laughs> yes. Um, if, the, if people didn't know, it really all similar. the Marvel movies. Yeah. We ranked all the Marvel movies from uh, 24 to 1 and we each got one at a time and you got one veto. So that's what we were doing. So, yes, they thought our list sucks, which I thought our list was actually pretty well done, but going over again they were more fans of captain america that seemed kind of and less fans of guardians of the galaxy that's what it seemed like well you guys had ragnarok six which i ragnarok might be my number one like i think that might be yeah it's definitely the most rewatchable i ran out of vetoes by the time that that was named (laughs) Um, yeah and winter soldier at 10 that's actually i think the next one we have on our rewatch so Maybe I'm remembering it with uh, and with what is it with rose colored lenses, but yep. watching that again, I I loved that one the first time I saw it. Well, yeah. Tim just saw that for the first time after we made the list. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I think sparking the conversation this makes people want to rewatch it, and obviously everyone's going through old movies now. A lot of time to do it, but I feel like a lot of us are rewatching the Marvel movies again and getting that second opinion. Yeah, on I mean it helps that Disney opinion. Plus has them all in one spot, and then Wandavision's yeah. really kind of making people yeah yeah that makes sense so uh just wanted to bring that up because i i i I think imitation is the best form of flattery or something like that it's some kind of phrase like that whatever (laughs) um (laughs) close enough yeah so i'll go with what i've been watching and i'll kind of skim through mine because mine are uh part of our golden gloves globes category so i did watch sound of metal with uh riz ahmed who I thought did an awesome job. Um, I think the best actor category was already taken up, which you know didn't leave him open for really any uh, chance of winning. But I thought he deserved a lot of credit for what he did. I think in uh, odds making for best actor, he was second, which was it wasn't close, but he was second for best odds. So I thought he did an amazing job with the role. Um, if people don't know, it is about a drummer, like hardcore drummer, that like, and it's in the first five minutes, not spoiling anything. Uh, he starts to lose his hearing at the beginning of the movie as a rocker, so dealing with no music as a rock and roll drummer is tough, and he tries to go with life without being able to hear. So, um, just very well done with everything with that movie, with the sound and the camera work and everything. So, I definitely recommend that. Then I watched uh, Nomadland. And that's one of the ones we'll talk about once we get closer to the Golden Globe category. I, I enjoyed that as, as well. And then last but not least, I watched WandaVision. So I'll let Jordan uh, get his in, and then we'll see if we want to mention WandaVision at the end. Yeah, by the time we get to the Oscars, between me and you, we probably will have seen everything, but none of us overlapping on any. Um, yes, which is good. That's what that's what we do. I, the whole. Yeah. Um, I suggested watching Sound of Metal, and I have not watched it yet, so sorry about that. Um I, for the, uh, you know, award movies that I watched, I finally saw Judas and the Black Messiah, and, um, which is outstanding. It's, uh, definitely worth a watch. And then I also watched I Care A Lot. Um, I thought it was going to be funnier than it was, because it kind of 
pegged it as a you know a dramedy so i was kind of picturing something a little closer to the along the lines of barry um but it never really gets any of those moments that make you laugh or you know or even just get the the dark humor in some of it is it's pretty dark um it's but the the situations are just absolutely wild um and i would definitely recommend it so yeah, yeah. That's me rambling on that. Obviously, I watched yeah. uh, WandaVision, and I started Battlestar Galactica this week because you can't really be a nerd <laughs> yes. if you haven't watched that, right? Yes, and it was good to see that we got uh, Nerd Al in our little uh, distracted and confused group chat. I was telling him to get in for a while. He he finally budged after we talked about Mass Effect, which we will bring up in the news today. But, uh, yeah, so Al kind of led you to a little guide on how to watch Battlestar Galactica, as well as Patricia, I believe. I, I wasn't really following very well in the, the group <laughs> chat with that. But uh, also Al tried to put on me that I had to watch Battlestar Galactica, which might not happen. Sorry that I brought that back up for you. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, screw that. But, uh, yeah, uh, Battlestar Galactica, what would you think? Um, so I'm only, it's very difficult to kind of dive into because it's a little overwhelming. There's a lot of different shorts and mini series and the main series and it's a reboot of something that's older from the, you know, seventies, eighties. Um, so that's kind of what Al and Patricia were helping me figure out where the hell do I even start? Um, it's obviously when you start, you have to be prepared for, this is like an early two thousands. Um, you know, graphics, and it is not high budget. If you, it's not uh, terrible. Um, you're not gonna sit. It's not like Star Trek. It's not like you're watching like an old Star Trek series. But um, there's still it's a TV sci-fi, so you got to just be able to accept that. I was not really expecting where the premise goes. I'm not completely hooked yet, but I'm. I think that I will be, if that makes any Same sense. Same thing you do for Expanse, too. Expanse, you're like, eh, I don't know, and then you kind of just like, yeah, yeah ex- I'm the Expanse like, was a little bit more, I feel like, difficult to start because they threw so much at you. This doesn't quite do the same. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I'm, I, could, I can't really pretend to be interested because I'm very much not, so. I will tell you, you're not going to be interested. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, I mean, we can. Uh, so, um, WandaVision, we don't have to break it down. I think this is one we just got to avoid spoilers just based on where we are in the conversation of things going on right now. But another step into um, more Marvel shit happening. I mean, I think it was a good breakdown. We learned a lot the episode prior. So, it's kind of how we're going to, how we're going to break down what happened in the episode prior to what's happening now. That's what kind of got out of it i thought i thought it was interesting in this episode as well and um how they kind of what the script or this like the actual like word why they how they said the words in this episode were very much like planned like a script like oh we're gonna explain this very like dumb to you like when agatha was down in this basement level she was saying the words like the, almost talking to the audience and what we wanted to hear like oh this is pietro this is what i did this is how i did it kind of thing i felt it was, like, yeah it did feel yeah like they were bludgeoning you over the head with things that you could accept as a you know a normal viewer you didn't need as deep as they were going with some of the explanations um, yeah, I just feel like they were talking to the audience instead of yeah. acting at that point. I'm like, and it's not their fault because what I want to say really quick, I think Liz Olsen is doing an awesome goddamn job acting yeah. in this. I think she's doing amazing. So like the way she's gone through these different characters and being her now, I think like 
she's done like amazing work. I think she should have won an award. I don't know what awards you win for this now. I don't It'll know. Be an this, Emmy, like, an and Emmy, then, okay. and then a Golden Globe. Golden yeah. Globe. yeah, yeah. Give her, give her an Emmy, Golden Globe. I, I think she deserves it. I mean, we got to see what kind of competition you go up because I mean, if it's a competition like this year, I think she's got it in the books compared to some other people nominated. But we'll get into that later. But uh, I, yeah, the acting in the show is just very well done. I like the cast and everything, how they did everything. So uh, well done. Ep- another good episode. At this point, if you're not watching, you just I mean, because you stopped at your episode two or something like that, you're dumb and get back into it. Like it's good. I think binging that show, I didn't watch until I think the fourth episode. And I'm so glad I wasn't watching week by right. week in the first two because yep. I might have got turned off from it. Now I A lot of people did. Yeah. You know, they would tell me like, yeah, I watched the first two episodes. It's not for me. I get it. <laughs> like, I, I was yeah. kind of like, what the fuck's going to happen? Yeah. It's a slow well, burn. It's a slow burn. But once you get in episode four or five, you're like, all right, it's a you're cooking. Cook with gas at that point. So well done. Watch WandaVision if you haven't. So I'm sure you have if you're still listening to this uh, podcast. So, uh, Jordan, I think we're ready for the news. Let's jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Okay, so we missed last week, so we got a lot more news this week. Uh, Some of the the big hitters here. Uh, Happy Gilmore 2 has been teased by Adam Sandler. Um, Ryan Johnson is supposedly still creating a Star Wars trilogy uh, that's been rumored to have gone away, but it is not. Henry Cavill has teased a Mass Effect project. It is unknown if it is a game or a movie or TV series. Um, Speaking of Henry Cavill, Superman is being rebooted um, with J.J. Abrams. They have not mentioned the actor, but they are looking for a black Superman, um, so that would mean that Henry Cavill's days as soups is probably done um spider-man 3 has a title no way home uh, mortal Kombat trailer and we have a trailer for luca lusa luca and then uh a first look at army of the dead and finally district 10 is actually in the works the uh sequel to uh district 9 that's how hunger games or no You've I just think Districts and I think Hunger Games right away. <laughs> Do you ever see District 9? No. Is it a Hunger Games thing? It is not. No. no. <laughs> is it like a firefighter? It is. Uh, an, no. It, it's an, <laughs> you're never going to hit it. Um, <laughs> it's an alien invasion in uh, South Africa. It was kind of a, a sci- low-budget sci-fi movie. Uh, I want to say. That was my third guess. I was going for that. So In like 2009 or something. It was. Yeah, it's 2009. Wow. Look at me. That was it was originally supposed to be the Halo movie and they oh. dropped the Halo movie as they were starting production and then ended up going with the director they made a long action long version of the director's short film that he created. The premise of that one was basically like the aliens came and they were like held in like concentration camp sort of stuff and like Everybody was super xenophobic against aliens and stuff, right? It's been a long yeah. time. But. Their, yeah, their ship came, and they were out of power. When they got there, they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't get help or anything, and they basically just became refugees. Yeah, Very sorry, interesting. Just kidding. What? I said, uh, <laughs> I was joking. I said, I said under my breath, I'm saying, sorry for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was fine. It's good. But, uh, 
But I want to hear your thoughts on Happy Gilmore too. I'm sure the two of you have some. Yeah, I mean Dan has some thoughts about it more than I was actually for it. Um, I know there's there's a devil's advocate here who uh, feels against it, me, but I thought that where they are, the idea of it with the senior the senior tour, we haven't really seen a golf movie in forever. Um, I feel like there's ideas you can make out of it. It's not like it's overplayed or anything. It's it still plays. It's still funny. Um, those two are still funny to me. I mean. I think it could still be good as long as they don't try to like. Would Happy Gilmore be way too young to be on the senior tour? That's what I thought too. But I meant they could. I meant I'm sure the like that was this idea in their little you know thing, that little uh, Skype Zoom thing they had. But I'm sure the writers can think of a better idea possibly if it's not. Yeah, the I think tour. if I was going to do it, my idea would have been that he's he's kind of got to do the opposite where he was brought there. He was like this wild maniac and he had to be you know tamed down. I want to see him do the opposite. Take some kid that's been, you know, basically shoved into basically being raised by like ti- like the Tiger Woods way and mm-hmm. ch- teach him how to like chill out. I think that would be more fun. Too yeah, soon. I think I think there's potential. Too, there. I like oh, well, I'm take he's alive. He's fine. He's got some. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, Dan, so, why, why not? Tim, Tim, I, I don't know. I, I if it's good, I think I'm really excited for. It. I love Happy Gilmore. Yeah, no like, shit, if it's good, it's yeah. You want to say. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just very. Uh, I guess I'm kind of pessimistic about Sequel. if it'll be good or not. Yeah. Um, Shooter McGavin looks like shit. Now. I do not want to see him. I, I oh, think that's the di- biggest disappointment. Make, makeup can do a wonders when right, but I think his story is done. What, do, what do we have to do with him? Maybe yeah, he's just a side character. He didn't have to be the main villain. Now you want you obviously want a new villain. That's fair. Because like honestly, the villain should be some like Shooter McGavin's son or something like that. Like oh, and so now we're just getting to the Rocky movies into the Creed. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I like it. There's, there's good writers. I feel like it could be good, but I feel like there's a better chance that it's not good. Yeah. Uh, right. Who's coming in to help him write this movie? Because if he's writing another one of like. His hubby Halloween, like, or Hubie, whatever his name is. Like, can we leave that shit alone? He hasn't made a good comedy. When's the last time he made a good comedy? I mean, Um, obviously we could talk that into the ground, but. Yeah, let's not do that. I don't, I just don't have faith anymore that he knows what's funny. Oh, great. So, he just wants to get paid and hang out with his buddies. Like, they'll probably film it all in, like, each. And he'll stay there for like a year, and he'll kind of hang out. Tim yeah, says the uh, movie with Jennifer Ast- Aniston was kind, was of, kind funny. of funny. Oh, okay. the the one with him and yeah, yeah. murder mystery. Oh. Yeah, oh. that wasn't bad. It was oh, really for know. a Netflix one? movie oh, was good. okay. Yeah, good point. Um, but but with I, Brooklyn Decker and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, just go with it. It's a great I, TV movie. Yeah, that was <laughs> That's a great. That's a. I mean, I, I. I don't say. I said great for a reason because it's a great TV movie. Like my dad watches that movie every time it's on. One hundred percent of the time, it's on. Just go with it's on the rest <laughs> of the time. So, uh, with that being said, let's move on to a different movie or thing. So, Jordan, I'm gonna let you pick next. Have you guys? Did you guys play like Mortal Kombat or watch yeah. the original movie? Yeah. No. Does this movie look any good to you? Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> to me as an outsider, this looks like horrible. Yeah, probably. It and looks like another GI Joe movie that's just going to be really terrible. 
Yeah, I thought it looked stupid. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to go into it and be like, this is Oscar bait. Well, no, I understand that. But, like, at the same time, there is a level of, like, this is... Our expectations should be higher than this, right? Like, nobody was thinking that the original Transformers movie was Oscar bait, but I thought that was a good movie. They fell off after that, but I think you could still do something good. I just felt like this one was just... It just felt like even, like, Aquaman, just... Like just so much as facts and probably just terrible acting and I don't know I got nothing. If they bring back the original theme song, it's gonna be an amazing movie. The original <laughs> theme song for the Mortal Kombat movie is awesome. Um, so that's that's my I don't know. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I agree. And it's a movie made for the fans. It is what it is. Uh. I meant especially for the fans of this one, Spider-Man 3. I think a lot of people, a lot of fans were trying to pause it on that whiteboard to find out any clues they could yeah. for like, the reason of the title. Did you do that, Jordan? Did you find anything? I didn't find anything. I think people have actually been... Um, I thought it was funny because they, they wrote a bunch of like the ideas that they crossed out for the movie title. Yeah. Um, there's little nuggets there that are funny. Um, but as far as like them putting Easter eggs in there, there's not. like People are circling like, Oh look, there's a hexagon there because now everybody's looking for hexagons because of uh, Wandavision, and that's just if you look at the the um, even the DVD cover of Far From Home, it's got hexagons all over it. It's just a it's something that they've been using continuously, so it's not something new. I also think that that's the formula of his web shooters is that that hexagonal oh. shape. So there's nothing there. Um, they're not gonna. I'm not going to spend time like looking for that. I read a bunch of the stuff, but I'm not going to. I'm not smart enough to find those Easter eggs. I'll wait for somebody else to do it. Um, yep, same but thing. I also think that people are reaching. Yeah, um, and then honestly, not a lot left on my list of what I want to really care about talking about. The last thing I, I really enjoyed actually was a trailer for Army of the Dead. I thought it was cool. I don't know if I'm on, I'm on a little island for that, but it looked cool. I don't know if Batista's the best actor. I think he's a great actor. Really? Yeah. Have you... Oh, I don't know. What, what, what is he like really showed his acting chops in? Like, his acting chops. Um, like, obviously, he's in... I don't know if you saw Blade Runner 2049. I doubt you have. No. He's, I tried. I think I tried. He's in that for a little bit, and he was very okay. good. Um, they also created a little short based on his character from that that he was very good in. He's in the upcoming Dune movie. Um, so maybe there's more there. I, j I think you'll see more from him when he's not playing his comedic spy dad yeah. movies. Okay. Cause yeah, I, the trailer, I was impressed with him. I go, Holy shit. This looks pretty damn cool. And like, yeah. so I, I'm, in, I'm in for the movie right now. So yeah, I think the only other thing with Superman being re rebooted, um, that, what does that say about uh, everything that DC's done? I think them blowing it all up is on the way. Yeah, someone mentioned that um, Amelia Clark should replace Amber Heard is in the Aquaman movie. Too. That was uh, discarded today. That is not happening. Oh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I think that basically went viral. Like enough people said it that somebody <laughs> reported it, and then it just kept going around like Twitter. And they eventually had to be like, "Yeah, guys, just because people on Twitter say this doesn't mean it's actually true." That's fair. 
Okay, that's all I got. Does anyone else, Dan, you got anything else you want to add to any of these uh, subjects? No, I think I'm good. Luca, is that Pixar or DreamWorks? Pixar, I believe. It'll probably be good. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, little sea monster kids out in the Amalfi Coast. I don't know. Should be fun. Should be that's fun. That's all I got. Should be fun. Let's all talk right. about the Globes. Let's talk about the Globes. And I will be kind of directing what we are doing tonight. Thank you, Claire, for the... Uh, that, was a Claire. <laughs> that was a cat, not a baby. She's yelling that's at the a, cat. That's going to be our trivia, cat or baby. So, uh, what, so Golden Globes, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to kind of go by category to pick see the winner. We're either going to not talk about it at all, just move on, or we'll do a little tidbit of you know what we think, if someone got snubbed, if what our prediction was. Uh, we did do predictions. Jordan kicked our butt, at least my butt. I was like 12 and 25. Jordan was 15 and 25. Dan, do you even know what you did? I Like I said, I didn't know that the <laughs> globes were on until like halfway through them, so I didn't feel right making predictions. Also, Perfect. I haven't heard of most of these things. Absolutely. So that's, that's exactly where we can start because pretty much it seems like award shows, or at least the Golden Globes in general, kind of is lackluster in itself. The, the nominees, the the uh, promotion for it, the like the anticipation of it, it really isn't there. The actual show itself. Yeah, the actual show itself too. Like there's no reason, Dan, for you to know it's on. Like who cares? Like it's it's something we're doing because we are doing a podcast about it. But other than that, like, is there any reason for us to watch the Globes at all? I don't think so. I think that's more more indicative of the fact that it's 2021, 2020 and movies didn't come because I'm looking back at like older Golden Globes hmm. and like 2019 i'm looking at um <laughs> hey claire uh, <laughs> and like the award the best picture nominees were bohemian rhapsody black panther black klansman a star is born and if beale street could talk i've seen almost all those movies like there were good movies that came out just nobody released big movies this year um or if they did i i mean i haven't seen them i don't know no, and I th- I thought the award season was still going to be good because, you know, most of those movies, it's not really about the theater dollars anymore. Um, so there are some good ones out there, but you're right. I mean, they're still lacking. There wasn't anything that you're like really excited about. Yeah, you you know, it, I wouldn't say that on the whole. There are some good stuff, but um, it's just overall the quantity is much less. Yeah, and like, like I said, there there are shows you're cheering for because there are you know a limited amount of shows you probably see from a list, so you kind of cheer for the ones that you did enjoy and, and maybe made a list only because it's this time it's this time where you can get nominated for um, things you wouldn't get nominated in the past when you there are these good movies and, and TV out. So um, we'll get to the, some of the stuff that I was cheering for, you know, as we go on in this in this, and obviously there's a hint at something we talk about every episode pretty much that will be winning an award but in general i thought yeah like i don't the, the red carpet something seeing the actors and actresses like front row making fun of them is all part of the, the thing and when there's no audience with covid well there's there's the first responders but there's no like celebrity like making fun of all this stuff it just didn't have the same buzz to it to me so right. i mean there were we could probably do some research tim uh if you could Stop playing Warzone for a second. Do some research for me. I'm looking at best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Two of the best picture nominees for musical or comedy are rated a 55% and a 9% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. I am positive 
but I'd like Tim to look into every single movie for the past 77 years. Um, I'm positive there hasn't been a 9% tomato meter <laughs> for a best motion picture, musical, or comedy nominee. Can I guess which one? I don't, I don't know which one you're talking about, but I can guess which one it is. Is it The Prom? Mm-hmm. That one's 55. That one got panned by like most people. And yeah, I was surprised that it's even 55. Okay. Well, music was 9%. It's, I'd <laughs> never even heard of it before last night. Uh, I had heard of it because they were pissed. It, so Sia made it. Um, and they the issue was that uh, they cast a non... Uh, the the main character had autism in the movie. Yeah. And they didn't cast an actor or actress who had autism. Sure. And I guess like they consulted Autism Speaks, which mm-hmm. you'd think is like a good thing. But in talking to Katie, who you know is works in mental health, said Autism Speaks isn't like a very good organization for people with autism. Uh, so yeah, I, I the movie might be okay, but before it came out, it got just like absolutely murdered by people saying like, "Oh, you didn't represent people with." I mean, even the the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is the first line is offensive in its depiction of autism and painfully misguided in essentially every respect. Music is a vanity project that begs to be turned down. Um, Amy Poehler and and, uh, Tina Fey kind of made fun of it in the opening monologue, too, of the saying, like, how they kind of, like, uh, didn't really do a good job of nomination. They kind of mentioned music, like one of these categories or movies does not belong with the others, kind of thing. So that was mentioned right away. And they I think were Amy, blunt. Yes, and they were making fun of the Hollywood, not making fun of. They were they were calling out the Hollywood Foreign Press press for not having any uh, black like voters or anything like that. And it wasn't like it was trying to be funny. It was very like to the point. Like, hey, you guys are fucking up. Changes now. Let's let's change this up now. So uh, it was interesting. I thought. I don't know why they needed two locations. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I could think of is maybe they couldn't get the two in the room, but it was very odd to me. You're right. I, I don't know why they needed that. Yeah. And then, I mean, I like those two, but award shows pretty much like hit you over the head with Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya Rudolph. Like they want you to know that they are. <laughs> A little bit of Christopher. I, I thought too, that I thought that skit was funny though, actually, with Maya Rudolph. Is, but I'm saying like, there's not an award show without those three in it somehow. Right. Like, they're always doing something. You can guarantee that. I actually I like them as hosts. I really like Tina Fey, like the stuff she writes. And I watched the opening monologue last night, and then went back to I think it was like 2015 or something. Is the last time they hosted, mm-hmm. and like Katie and I watched the opening monologue. They're funny, like they just—they yes. do a good job. So I don't—I don't actually mind it. It was just this year's weird. Yeah, I think thing this year you can wipe away with like, I don't know, it was twenty twenty. It was a really weird year. Right, and there's so many technical limitations when everybody's Zoom calling in, and they can't even figure out who's zoomed to unmute. Yeah, <laughs> that was it right from the beginning. Yeah, but um, I, I like I said, I. I I did like Tita Fey and Amy Poehler. I thought they did a good job, and it didn't seem like they were overlapping their conversation from being in two different places, which is always good. And I thought their banter throughout the whole uh, show was fine, too. Uh, just the whole, like, lackluster nominations kind of just ruins it sometimes. So it is what it is. But um, do we have any uh, other, like, kind of comments about the show in general before we move on to each category really quick? Wouldn't know. Didn't watch. Perfect. So Very um, underwhelming, I feel like. 
Yeah, I always I always get a joy though of watching people and what they look like in their houses, um, and like <laughs> what kind of style they go for. Like Aaron Sorkin was in like this baller ass kitchen area with like eight females and by himself, and everyone's like kind of memeing him to death on Twitter. So that was kind of funny. But uh, and some and I will get to the, some of those people because they'll come up. So pretty much, uh, I'm not going in order of what they how they announced it. I'm going in order of whatever this uh, site told me to do. So best performance. Best performance by an actor in supporting role television. The winner was John Boyega of Small Axe. Never heard of Small Axe. I picked Dan Levi because he's in Schlitz Creek. I thought I was going to win every award again. So that's kind of how my predictions went for the night. Yeah, so, I, I picked him. I thought he was going to win. I did not watch Small Axe. Um, I think we talked about the trailer at one point, though. It was something I did want to watch. It seems like a caveat because it's not actually you know, an episodic thing. It was one film in part of a four-episode thing. So John Boyega was only part of one, you know, narrative episode. So it yeah. feels like a pigeonhole a little bit. Um, but I guess it's supporting, so that makes sense. Um, but if we're talking about Superman and J.J. Abrams, not to get off track, but John Boyega, <laughs> I feel like, would be a pretty good yeah, option. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, um, I thought Chandler or Jim, not Chandler, not Chandler Parsons. He's a basketball player. Jim Parsons <laughs> looked like he had plastic surgery on his face, and Donald, Donald Sutherland had an awesome mustache. That's what I got out of that award. So um, we'll move on. So now we have best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Uh, the winner was Gillian Anderson of The Crown. Other nominees were someone else from The Crown, Julia Garner from Ozarks, Annie Murphy from Slits Creek, which was my pick, and Cynthia Nixon of Ratch, which I never heard of in my life. So. First Any, off, put some respect on Helena Bonham. I was going to say, Dan's going to chime in here. <laughs> well, I, it was a long name. It wasn't her fault. It was just a long name, and I didn't want to say it. Like I just wanted to keep going. Like, you know her. You know I Helena. Don't know, I don't know her. She's in, all right. She's married to Tim Burton, for one. Okay. Um, she's in, like, every Tim I've never been a Tim Burton fan. Have you seen the Harry Potter movies? No the fuck maybe you haven't heard (laughs) (laughs) she's in fight club Uh, she's in fight club yeah have you seen fight club no oh my god okay move on (laughs) wait hold on i'm going through and saying we're finding something you've seen she's seen she's been in a lot of big movies uh big fish nope uh fish no sweeney todd demon barbara fleet street nope it's a good movie uh, jeez! You've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies? I mean, I the first one in theater I saw. I don't remember. It was like fucking fifteen years ago. Yeah, she wasn't in the first one. Okay, right, well, maybe you've never heard of her. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> well, case closed. So we move on to best performance by an actor in a limited series anthology, which is the new word I learned not learned this year, but um, I didn't know they ever used this as like part of the little. Thing they do for pictures and stuff anthology series or motion picture made for television brian cranston your honor jeff daniels the comey rule hugh grant the undoing ethan hawk the good lord bird and mark ruffalo i know this much is true i picked hugh grant the undoing uh any what do you guys pick for or jordan what'd you pick for this one um i know that hugh grant got a lot of notoriety but i i picked brian cranston just because i thought mm-hmm. maybe returning to his breaking bad ways would maybe get him another award um i don't know anything about i know this much is true me either and i mark ruffalo was very mark ruffalo-y by mm-hmm. just kind of ranting about like 
something. I, 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 it was something. I'm, I apologize for not knowing what it was, but I just kind of because I know it was important. I'm like, I don't want to say it wasn't important, but I kind of zoned him out because he just was talking forever. So, um, but that's what Mark Ruffalo does. He just likes to um, kind of go on on some kind of ramble, not about actually winning the award, but something else too. But um, I'm sure it was a good cause. Whatever you talking about, I zoned out. <laughs> Did you guys see the undoing? Yes, no. liked it a lot. That's why I picked it. Yeah, I I, I would have picked Brian Cranston because I've heard Your Honor is really good. Undoing mm-hmm. was really good. It was a fun show. Yes, I and I didn't pick. Um, and then we'll get to the next topic because I didn't pick Nicole Kidman for the Undoing of Best Actress, but I thought Hugh Grant did a really good job of his role. Kind of, I thought he was the best actor or actress in that move in that show, um, in my opinion, and I that's why I picked him to win that one and not Nicole. Yeah. Although she'll Google the ending, um, so just yes. don't let her tell you. <laughs> okay. It's a really good show. I think it's only yeah. like six episodes. Yeah, we started, yeah. speaking of, we started watching Search Party the other day. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, it's on HBO Max, and within two Perfect. episodes, she Googled the end. Oh, my God. So That's annoying. We stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on. Best performance by an actress. In a limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television, we have Kate Blanchard of Miss America, Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People, uh, Shira Haas of Unorthodox, Nicole Kidman of The Undoing, and Anya Taylor Joy of The Queen's Gambit. I picked Anya Taylor Joy. Um, I just thought The Queen's Gambit was going to win an award, and uh, they did. Or she did. I think she deserved it. Yeah, there was a, a lot episode. of smoke around that show, so it was hard not to pick them. That was a yeah. good show. I like the show. And I'm at. I don't want to. I don't want to go off looks, but I thought like and I put it as a kind of part of like the Eat Network, where they pick best dress and whatever. I thought she looked the best by far of anyone at the award show or at home. In my opinion, I did not see her accept the award. I stepped away from the screen at that time. Uh, George is being nice. He's married. I, That's <laughs> I, I had a little one running around who was real. After uh, Good answer. Good the answer. first part, she really wouldn't let me. And I, I had the iPad with me while I was trying to make her dinner, and I had to actually turn it off. So. No, that was a good answer. Um, she looked really good. Look her up if you. If you have. <laughs> I've seen some memes actually that were not as flattering. So. <laughs> I was trying. To- oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, to each their own. I can't can't hate that. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad you won. I I would have been happy with Nicole Kidman winning with the Undoing too. I thought it was just a really good show too. So uh, either way, so we move on to best television series, uh, limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. It was between Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Acts, The Undoing, and Unorthodox. And like we kind of mentioned before, how Queen's Gambit uh, was good. It won, has 97 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, surprisingly, Undoing has 77% of Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't see that one coming. But, yeah, that's, I, I think that's it. I haven't seen it at all. Queen's okay. has also sparked a, a big uh, big boom that's... in online chess. Yeah, me and uh, producer Tim played chess one night after uh, this podcast. And he, he was beating me one game, but they, we lost connection. And then the actual one game he played, I did beat him. So I was very impressed with uh, myself. Pr- Producer Tim's good too, though. So shout out to Producer Tim. Like two hundred games on. I played him the other night as well. He's played like two hundred something games on Chess.com. Oh, he probably kicks my ass now. Like we played like you know a month ago or two months ago. So he's probably way better than me now. So it is what it is. So we move on to the category of best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. 
uh, Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Nicholas Holt, The Great, Eugene Levi, Schlitz Creek, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, and Rami Youssef for Rami. Um, I voted. What? I know. I was waiting for you to like. I, I've, yeah. I've called him on it a couple times. He, oh, you, add a, you add an L for some reason. I can't help it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> let's move on. No, not move on, but like this this, this uh, category. I, I voted for Rami because I didn't think there was any chance Jason Sudeikis could win for this. It just seems like a category made for someone more a more elaborate role. It didn't like more dramatic. It, yeah, it reminds me of Always Sunny not getting nominated. Like I like Ted Lasso can't win at awards because it's just a comedy. It's just for fun. But I'm so glad Jason Sudeikis won because Ted Lasso was awesome. We talked about it so many times in this podcast and how good it was, and it uh, kind of paid off for him. Yeah, I think I picked Eugene Levy as like because it 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 ran through the Emmys, so I just kind of figured that Shit's Creek would again do the same thing here. Um, it didn't, kind of surprisingly. Um, but yeah, I mean Jason Sudeikis. When you actually look at some of the heart of the series and the heart of the season. He really does some pretty good acting because you know when it starts you, you think he's going to be a one note character, but mm-hmm. I think that you know, if it wasn't for those moments and those scenes, he wouldn't be in this conversation. But when when you see he wins like this, you do look back and you're like, okay, the way that he built the character that way, so believably, I get it. Yeah, and I think the funniest part was how surprised he actually was with winning because he was stoned out of his mind <laughs> except for that award. He was wearing a tie-dye hoodie, just having a great time. Like, that would be me sitting at home. Like, cause I was, like, looking at it. I'm like, why are so many people dressed up from home? Like, you can yeah. literally be doing, like, in a hoodie, like, relaxing, but people were dressed up to the nine, like, like just trying to impress everyone. And he's just in a hoodie, stoned as hell, accepted an award, and had he had no idea what he was talking about for a second. He kind of had to kind of get back to on track a little bit, but uh, I mean, he kind of got there for a point, but not really. Uh, but I'm just happy for him in general. And I think I'm they're sure shooting right now in London, so he might be you know on odd right. hours. Um, or he just was stoned afterward. I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably. Know. Was, I mean, I'm not denying that he was probably stoned. He looked he looked stoned as hell. Yeah. Um, they did. He did get a little flag because he was wearing that, and then you know they were showing. This isn't the meme that I was talking about, but like with Anna Taylor Joy, who's dressed to the nines, and he's sitting there stoned in a tie dye hoodie. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. They were talking about four a.m. in England, right? Which is yeah. What I was trying to say is that he is. I'm surprised Sorry. he's awake. Yeah, that's fair. So, um. But I want to skip one ahead. We'll go back to the uh, best actors. But best television series, musical comedy. It was Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, God, I did it again. Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso. So at this point, when Ted Lasso or when Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso, I'm like, holy shit! Like Ted Lasso could win this best television series. I'll be very happy for it because my first instinct when doing predictions was pick Schitt's Creek for everything. So I did pick Schitt's Creek to win. But at this time, I was getting hope. Like, if Ted Lasso wins, this is a great, like, awesome moment for the show. Because coming out of nowhere, I just felt like it was an underdog story to win. And I was getting excited for it to win. And then, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but Shits Creek did win the award. Kind of like expected. Yeah, and I think, you know, if Ted Lasso continues, you know, follows up that first season with something equally as good, it will probably be you know a force that. next year but i think shit's creek also going off the air you give that last nod before mm-hmm. they say goodbye and i think that's part of it yeah that's fair dan any comment on this one no i i think your analysis is spot on um yeah. you guys see the flight attendant i heard that's really good 
I have not, but I heard good things. Yeah, 98% around tomatoes. So I bet, I, yeah, Kelly Cuoco's done a good job. Um, and we're going to mention her right now because she was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. So, like we said, we have Kelly Cuoco, Flight Attendant, Lily Collins for Emily in Paris, Ellie Fanning for The Great, never heard of it, Jane Levi for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. My dad watches that for some reason. And then <laughs> Catherine O'Hara for Shit's Creek. And Catherine O'Hara did end up winning, but Kaylee Cuoco came up with a great picture of her like sitting in her dress, eating pizza, like brownies, desserts, like every type of fatty food you could think of after losing. So uh, that was pretty cool. So I think she's a winner for that. Yeah, I mean, Catherine O'Hara definitely won that award. She's, she's a national yeah, I- treasure. National Treasure. So we can move on. We're going to go up to Best act, best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series. Jason Bateman, nah. Josh O'Connor, The Crown. <laughs> Bob Odenberg, Better Call Saul. Al Pacino, Hunters. Matthew Rice, Perry Mason. Josh O'Connor from The Crown did end up winning. And then I'll really go quickly with Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series Drama because The Crown also won that with Emma Corrin. Corrin. Um, I voted for both these people. Or actually, I voted for the other person from The Crown, for Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Uh, but Emma Corrin did win that one with Josh O'Connor. So, um, yeah, The Crown's a good show, I guess. I haven't seen it yet. A lot of good acting in that, for sure. Um, yeah. Judy Garland was really good in Killing Eve. Just shout out for her. Um, yeah, I picked Emma just because I know that she made she was very popular on social for a while just because of her portrayal of um princess diana like they were she had a lot of people glowing about it so that's the only reason i went with that one over olivia coleman um because i knew the crown was really gonna kind of run through a lot of these but with with best performance i didn't even know who josh o'connor i'm not i've only seen like one episode or one season of the crown um in passing while sabrina was watching it um, but as far as, you know, I, I kind of, I, I put Jason Bateman on mine because there's always so much like people in the community that obviously love him and they watch and they love that show that I thought that this might be the year to get it. Um, cause it seemed like not a very strong group. Yeah. And I was very nervous because my hate for Jason Bateman, even though I started watching the Ozark, like I said, I just cannot have him, him winning an award and me not like him. Like, it just ruins all, like, type of, you know, credibility. I had to hate him for a second. So <laughs> I was I was cheering for him not to win, and it came true. I think he's nominated every year. He's not uh, won it yet. Okay. Well, get better then. Uh, really quick, the, for best drama TV series, The Crown did win. Mandalorian was nominated, but I, I didn't think it ever stood a chance. I, voted I don't for think it, it should have been nominated. Um, yeah, I would say it's the, the Mandalorian's known more for best visual effects, best costume design, like, yeah. like stuff like that, not for winning the actual best TV series. So we're going to move on to movies now. Um, for best original song, um, you know what? I. <laughs> I was trying to do a prediction for it. Like, I just don't remember songs very much, but I went with Hear My Voice, Trial Chicago 7. I just was looking for more powerful songs. Right. And there's uh, Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah. There was the one that won, The Life Ahead, I.O. Scene, uh, Speak Now, One Night Miami, and Tigris and Tweed, the United States versus Billie Holiday. I never heard any songs, and I didn't listen to the one that won either. So I don't know. Move on? Yep. <laughs> Best original score. Uh, motion Picture, The Midnight Sky, Tenet, News of the World, Mank, and Seoul. Oh, Saul. Soul. 
Well, uh, Jordan, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Um, Tracy Morgan announced this award, <laughs> and announcing the award, he's like, and the winner is Saul. And we're like, I, like, I did hear that, and I was like, <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Like, what? Like, what? And then all the guy from Soul started speaking. And then, like, later, Tina Fey said, like, oh, we got a bunch of great moments. Like, you know, Tracy Morgan, he is a beautiful Saul. Like, <laughs> like just kind of making fun of him for it. So, But I've never been more relatable to Tracy Morgan because I remember, like, when I was on this show trying to say Squadron, and I just, like, could not pronounce it right. Just It was right in front of me. I didn't know, not, didn't know what the word was. So it uh, happens to the best of us. But uh, Soul <laughs> 1. That one time I, that I was trying to say Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, all the time I say it. Uh, but I think I picked Soul to win. Wasn't really a fan of – I didn't think any of the other ones had a chance to win, honestly. So Soul was an easy choice for me to win. I never saw Tenet, but I really like what Ludwig Grunson does. Um, so I just took a wild guess. Yeah, I've watched Tenet. Tenet and Atticus Ross win every time they do it, or they should. I didn't. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. What else have they done at it? Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are from Nine Inch Nails. Oh, um, cool. But he's done, he did um, Social Network. I believe he did um, Ex Machina, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, let me pull up. Um, and Gorenson, he, he worked on Black Panther, The Mandalorian. You know, so he's got some of that stuff under his belt. I'm finding it. So he's done Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Social Network, Gone Girl, um, Mid-90s, Bird Box. Um, yeah, he's done a bunch of them. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Some good composers um, I, there. Yeah, so I, I'm going to jump ahead to really quick for Best Motion Picture Animated. And obviously, if that won the one award, uh, Best Animated ones were the uh, Crudes, A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I picked Soul for this again. Soul did end up winning. I think like everyone expected. I'm sure that was probably a heavy favorite to win. Um, so, uh, it, are you surprised, Jordan? I, I think you said you saw Onward at least. Yeah, I saw those two. I've heard nothing but really, really, really good things about Wolfwalkers. So, um, it might be something I check out. I believe it's on Apple TV Plus. All right, and yeah, so uh, good for Soul. I think it deserved the awards it did win. So move on to Best Screenplay Motion Picture. We had Promising Young Woman, uh, Emerald Fennell, Jack Fincher of Mank, Aaron Sorkin of The Trial Chicago 7, Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton of The Father, and Chloe Zhao of Nomadland. So the winner ended up being Trial Chicago 7 with Aaron Sorkin, and I, uh, I can't disagree with that. I picked... Chloe Zhao of Nomadland. I just thought that movie kind of more made for award shows. I didn't think yeah. it was like I thought Trial Chicago 7 was better. I just thought in the idea of an award show that it had a better chance to win than this one did. But I'm happy it did win. Sorkin's obviously known for his dialogue and that movie does not disappoint. You're watching that and you're just like, who writes things like this? And <laughs> you know, you just gotta hats off to him. And even even in the speech of him winning, he pulled a piece of paper of, of some writing that did not make the script, and it was still powerful kind of readings too. So even like the most powerful things were not even said in the movie that he was like, "I have more stuff to say about this, you know, <laughs> this category of this this type." So uh, it was very well done. Even though the speech was good at the um, afterwards too. So we'll move on to now the best performance by an actor in a supporting role. And in a motion picture, Trial of Chicago 7, Sasha Barrett-Cohen, Dan, uh, can't say his last name, Daniel Kalula. 
Judas and the Black Messiah, Jerry Leto, Little Things, Bill Murray on the Rocks, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night Miami, Daniel Kalua was the winner of Judas Black Messiah. So, Jordan, you said you want, you watched it. I predicted him the win without even seeing it, just based on I know he's really good. Yeah, I think um, you can watch the trailer with his speech and just the powerful way he speaks in that movie. He's yeah, so that was an easy so pick good. for him. Yeah, yeah, so I'm guessing you picked him too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I really liked Sasha Baron Cohen, the way he can bounce between he was very serious, very astute, and very, you know, comedic and slapstick in that movie. I thought he was really, really good, but no, I don't think it was a competition. Yeah, I thought he acted better in this movie than he did in Borat, but he ended up winning an award for Borat for his acting more than this one, just based on the category itself. And I think that it itself shows the nominations this year were kind of weak in some categories, which made it easier to win for something that you weren't as you weren't as good in for other categories. So that's a, that's sure. But I, I also feel like when you watch Trial of Chicago Seven, he stood out to me as I'm I knew like he's going to get nominated. Like sometimes there's saying. those movies yeah, you can watch and you're like, I get it. No, that's he what was nominated on a year. Yeah, yeah I don't know that Bill Murray did anything <laughs> special in on the rocks and i watched that i thought he was fine i thought he was just bill murray i didn't yeah. i didn't see anything there that made me think like oh like what a great performance by bill murray but i feel like he just showed up what's that was there music like singing in one night in miami i uh, don't, I don't know. know i'd imagine not leslie Odom jr is aaron burr and right Hamilton. yeah I, I i do i've heard good things about the movie I haven't seen it. I do want to. I think it's on Amazon. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we, we beat that one down. Best <laughs> performance by an actress in a supporting role. Motion picture. Glenn Close. Hillbilly uh, Elegy. Olivia Coleman, the father. Jodie Foster, the mortician. Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> what are we looking at? <laughs> what? I, my my computer is like not on good Zoom. I, I honestly like I'm. I feel like an old man now. <laughs> You're playing in the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just I just zoomed in right now. Of course, she's the fucking winner too. Jesus Christ. Uh, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, and Helena Zengel uh, of News of the World. And I picked Helena Zengel because I haven't seen any of these movies, so I had no idea about any of them. Obviously, I have no idea what's going on here in this topic. So I'll let Jordan take this one away. I have only seen the trailers of all these movies. <laughs> Okay, so we're moving on. Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah, I was, okay. yeah, was going to say, I All thought right. Dan watched that one. She looked pretty impressive in the trailers. Eh, it was eh. Oh. It was a good, like, Katie read the book. It's a biography, and I think it probably made a good or a memoir. It probably made a good memoir. It just didn't really translate well to a movie, I didn't think. Got it. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to the best director motion picture. Emerlyn Fennell, Promise a Young Woman, David Fincher, Mink, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of Chicago 7, and the winner, Chloe Chow, Nomad Land. And I think she deserved it. I picked her to win. I haven't seen it, but like you said, that movie looked like definitely Oscar bait. Yep, it was Oscar bait, and I fell for it, and they fell for it, but it deserved a win <laughs> out of the ones it did. My second, my pick out of my heart and gut would have been Aaron Sorkin in Trial of Chicago 7, but knowing how this shows things works i just picked chloe so that was an easy winner i thought at least for like betting wise if you were i don't know or odds yeah or anything. I, I just picked sorkin because i saw that one yeah um for best foreign film foreign language at least i 
looked at the sheet and thought, I have no idea what's going on. Actually, heard of two of them. Um, I watched another round, um, which was, I don't know, Druk? I don't know what that means. Another round, um, there's also La Lorna, The Life Ahead, Minari, and Two of Us. I've heard of Minari. I've seen trailers for it. Almost watched it. Didn't watch it. Doesn't, I don't know why I said that, but that's just what it is. Um, Minari did win. And yeah, I think I'll watch it now. I, yeah. I should have watched it before, but I'll watch it. It's another one of those things like, why is this in foreign language? It's in English. It was produced in everything in the United States. What that was weird. It, what is it doing like, in this category? Yeah, it's weird. I I get it. It's the I don't actually I don't get it. I saw US said I'm like I'm not picking a US movie to win best foreign language. That was my first thought. I picked it because people said that one he should have been nominated for a lead actor and two it should be a best picture nominee. Oh. Not even well, best foreign language. It kind of got a little bit of you know news about that. So did not know that. And the preface before we decided to do our predictions without looking up any odds. So I'm sure if we looked at odds and saw Minari, like maybe minus 800 or something like that, we would have all picked Minari or something like that. But I picked The Life Ahead because I didn't know any other movies, so I just picked that one. So there, um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy: Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat, Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Dev Patel of the personal history of David Copperfield, Andy Samberg for Paul Springs. I don't think I should mention James Corden because why the fuck is James Corden getting nominated for awards? Like, once I saw that, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with I the know. show? I could not believe it. Like, James Corden is not an actor. Like, he just is in this movie and they nominated him for best actor. Like, I was like, what am I doing in my life that he's in this category? All of the, like, articles i saw about it before yesterday were like just tearing into james corden like what a horrible portrayal and like super offensive portrayal of a gay guy in the movie and then he got nominated for best actor i mean look at green book i mean the award people that are voting on these awards are not really understanding some of what is being said in these films it's (laughs) ridiculous i i, I picked I Oscar to win but i just this james corden prom the first two results are james corden and the prom offensive gay stereotype <laughs> james corden's prom performance slammed as homophobic like, like this is why the award show sucks because when i saw this when i saw this nomination category even before the it started i'm like this is a joke this year that, that he's nominated like the prom's nominated for two awards like this is an absolute joke and also tell me why lin-manuel miranda is nominated above leslie odom jr i don't i have no do they watch i feel like that's like the hamilton nominations i actually figured it would win i wasn't sure if it could win the stuff i feel like it's kind of cheating like it, I it do won too. Every award already it was just a filming of the tonys of a, of a musical that yeah. they won every tony for already. i feel like if you're going to give awards for that it should be for the editing and the the directing you know of yeah. that not the performances because you're right those are it's very different yeah this this james corden thing gonna, gonna piss me off like it just it just <laughs> let's just I, move I was on. happy to see andy samberg get nominated yeah samberg yeah. was cool that, that movie was, was really good agreed but fuck james corden i don't i and i don't like i don't hate james corden i just don't like him in nominations for best performance by an actor in a motion picture yeah no it's it should not be there Yes, okay. Best performance by an actress in a mo- motion picture, musical, or comedy. Maria uh, Bakalova for Borat. Kate Hudson, music, which was 
a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, like we mentioned. Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Rosamond Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anna Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. Uh, Rosamond Pike won with I Care A Lot. So, Jordan, you mentioned you did watch it. So, uh, you think she is the most deserving of this category? Yes. Um, I mean, Maria in Borat was outstanding, too. And that's such a hard thing to judge the difference between somebody fooling people in real life you know, and being this obnoxious character versus something like what Roseman Pike did in I Care A Lot. They're just like two different mediums. They don't, I don't yeah. feel like they should be against one another. But um, no, in this movie, she's like basically the second half of Gone Girl through the entire movie. And she just owns people. I forgot what I said to Sabrina the other night, but I was like, this woman is just fucking unstoppable <laughs> just crazy it's it's really she dominates that movie and just her persona just entirely encapsulates the or takes over the film okay and don't watch emma it's fucking boring and terrible i watch emma deal um we move on to best motion picture We're, we have four left just let you know guys best motion picture musical or comedy we have borat hamilton music which was a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, Palm Springs, and Prom, which is somewhat 55%, and it's bizarre to me. So Borat did win this award. Um, Dan, do you think this won an award? Do you think this deserved the award after seeing these nominees? Yeah. Yeah, of those of those nominees, I would say it's that or Palm Springs. I wouldn't give it to Hamilton for what we just discussed. Yeah. It's six or seven years old. It's a musical that if they did it like Les Mis where they filmed like a movie, sure, but um, – they just filmed the play or a musical. Um, yeah. yeah, I like Borat. It was good. Um, Palm Springs, I don't think could ever win, but I really enjoyed the movie, and I'm, yeah. it's like cool that it got nominated. This would have been the year it won it, though. Like this with this with this these nominations, I thought it st- stood a chance. I thought, like I said, Borat was I guess better done just for what it was, better for like a show. But Palm Springs, I would have voted for too. I guess in hindsight, I feel like, especially considering the prom and music were apparently like the worst movies ever. I'm surprised. Um, to King of Long Island. What was the Pete Davidson movie? Oh, Staten of Staten, King. Yeah, some Staten. Um, King of Staten yeah. Island. Surprised yeah. that wasn't nominated in their place. That was pretty good. For sure. Yeah, it definitely should have over these. Sure, two. Better than a nine percent from a movie. So uh, it, I don't know who they had to. I don't. I don't want to get graphic here, but what they had to do to get on this list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think if if I had like five minutes to look through what came out this year, I yeah. bet you I could come up with at least ten that should have been on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Over so, music and the prom. Yeah, so uh, we'll do best actress first. So uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. We had Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for The United States for Billie Holiday, Pieces of Woman Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. The winner was Andra Day, which I never even heard of. I haven't heard of the movie. It I just came out, I think. Oh, okay. Tomato meter. Wait, what? The movie's got a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I guess it's all about acting, though. Like, because I did, I was talking to Nerd Al about it. How I voted for Frances McDormand. She didn't really do anything over the top that really made me like screaming. Like, that's why she's winning. Like, she kind of just did her job of, you know playing the character but nothing really stood to be like that was great acting there so would you pick um, 
who'd you pick for that? I picked France McDorm, but afterwards, oh, okay, right, right, you said I it. Okay, I did. I did not think anyone else deserved it. AKA, I didn't see the other movies. I saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I didn't think Viola Davis was better than Frances McDormand. Oh, really? So okay. that was that was all I based. Well, I, I don't. It was a little more of a side character. I thought. I thought oh. Frances McDormand had more attention on her, which made it. I don't know. That's, Got it. Yeah. But any other? I think we're gonna move on. Yeah, I, I have not seen any of these. Perfect. So, uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. We had Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Bosman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mink, and Tahar Rahim for that movie. I cannot say the name still. What is it? Mauritanian. The Mauritanian. The Mortician. That'd be a better movie. So, <laughs> the winner was Chadwick Bosman. Like I said, he was awesome he was like a minus 800 favorite to win i think riz ahmed was like plus 800 the like second favorite um i don't know if i don't look on twitter enough like to see what happened with that if like he only won because he died or anything that dude acted his ass off for his last movie like and i told a story before like when al and i were watching this movie there was a part where he like spoke for like a couple minutes straight as acting and i literally had like tears in my eyes what it's called a monologue Okay, <laughs> I like like really. It's like, like when you talk, when I run to go to the bathroom real quick or get my charger, and you're just still talking. Yes, that's yeah. right. fair. I'm, so I'm glad to hear you say that because I like when I was looking through these last night, having not seen any of these, I was like, well, Chadwick Boseman's going to win. Yeah. I, like, not knowing anything about any of the others or betting odds, I'm glad to hear he actually deserved it too. Like oh, he's yeah. a good actor. Literally, like we were watching, we were watching this monologue by Chadwick Boseman's character, and like Bozeman. it was going on, and you're kind of Boseman, sorry. Um, and I literally like had a tear run down my eye because like it was awesome, like it was just in the moment, and I was obviously thinking of him after like you know he already passed away, but like the general scene that he was in was phenomenal. And Al looked over to me, he's like, I think he just won Best Actor, like with that, like we were just kind of like knew it in the moment of that scene that he was like doing an incredible job. So. If you watch the movie, you'll know a scene I'm talking about when it, when it comes up. And like he did a phenomenal job, and he deserves the best actor without a question. Put it against any other movie that came out in the last like two years, I would say he won that award. So he he's, deserved it. He's a guy that I feel like if he would have gotten more of those type of roles, you would have been talking about him every year in this category. Yeah. But he, he played a lot, you know, different stuff. And he wouldn't, didn't get his opportunities you know, for a while. And some of the scripts that he had just were not great, but this dude could act his ass off. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I like, that's why I love the movie so much. And he like, no acting to the whole movie. Like I said, Viola Davis did still a good job. Didn't think it was going to win best actress off it, but I thought she did a great job. The acting and was great throughout. And Chadwick was a star, obviously. So, um, definitely a must watch if, if anything. So uh, we'll move on. The last category was Best Motion Picture Drama, which was between The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and Trial of the Chicago 7. The winner was Nomadland. Uh, I was not surprised. Like I said, Oscar bait. I think it's still worth watching. I don't think it was a bad movie. I thought they did a good job portraying actual nomads. They went, you know, they, they had actual nomads in the movie. They did a good job of portraying the story. I just thought good camera work overall. I, I, I was impressed. Um, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I, I meant, uh, what other movies did you guys see in this category except for Trial of Chicago 7? Any of them? Um, nope. No, that's the only one I saw. I was interested in, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where these were released. 
Um, Because, what, Nomad was Hulu, right? Yes. And then Trial of Chicago 7, Netflix. Mank was Netflix. And then, I don't know, Promising Young Woman and The Father, but, you know, we are, what, a year, two years removed from, you know, if you were released on these platforms, you wouldn't get nominated at all. Oh, yeah. To being, like, they're taking up all of it. Um, so it doesn't look like the father belongs to a streaming provider. Um, Minks on, on Netflix. Minks on Netflix. Promising Young Woman's on uh, Amazon. Okay. Um, so there you go. I mean, for... Oh, yeah, pay for it, though. Oh, okay. So that one's independent. It's not a... Yeah. So, but three of the five, I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's kind of my takeaway from it is obviously we were in a very weird year, but this is going to force, you know, more of this understanding and acceptance of these streaming giants. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll ask you both questions. I'll answer the question first to let you guys think. But after hearing the winners and the nominees of these categories, is there any show or movie that you're going to watch or, or at least want to try to watch based on this? So for me, the, the ones that kind of stuck out were The Crown and Queen's, Queen's Gambit. I saw an episode of Queen's Gambit. I just I got distracted and confused. Uh, not confused. I was just <laughs> saying the title of our show. Um, but I want to see those two shows. I think those stood out as kind of like the crown just kind of just dominated the awards in that I did start watching Chase Creek a little bit. So um, I'm getting on that as well um, for movies. I think the only one I want to see is promising young woman. I think the other ones is too look too old school for me. So I'm not really interested in anything else except for that. So um, Dan, any movies or TV shows stick out to you that you want to watch based on seeing these uh, nominees? Normally I would say like all of them. I feel like in a normal year, I want to see all of them. Um, I'd probably see Nomadland or Promising Young Woman. The others don't look that interesting. Um, as far as TV shows are concerned, I don't know. The Crown, everybody loves The Crown. Maybe at some point I'll watch that, but I don't know. I don't have it. I've heard yeah. Lovecraft Country is really good. Um, okay. I haven't heard of that either, yeah. I think Patricia watched. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've heard really good things. It's just, um, I've heard differing opinions. Patricia didn't think it was that complicated. But I have seen online that people thought it was um, you. You definitely have to really pay attention in the first few episodes because there's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to see the flight attendant. I've I've only heard really good things about the flight attendant. Yeah, and I'll add Judas and Black Messiah to my list as well. So yeah, definitely Jordan, do that one. And then I care a lot is is worth a watch. I think it's like a, a fun kind of Friday movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. My biggest recommendation is to watch uh, Mob Rainey's Black Bottom. That's my number one pride to choose. Um, after that, it's just kind of up in there. Like I said, it's just it's just a weak year for nominees. I think we're going to see a stronger nominee for next year. But I'm kind of worried about the Oscars now, just based on what we have now. Um, I yeah, just you're don't not going to really group. get much else. It might be a little bit cleaner categories. You're not going to have to deal with, you know, prom and music, but <laughs> James Corden. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we'll obviously talk about the Oscars when we get there, but this is just a small prediction. It's going to suck, probably. I don't know who they're going to have hosted or yeah. even have a host again, so that's always a big thing, too. So, um, I think we want to even do... We're running a little long. I think they are. Do I, think they, I don't want to do trivia, but I think they are having an Oscar host. Um, I think they okay. announced who it was going to be. Let me... Quick Google search. Yep. It is... I don't think no. they have announced one yet, no. But okay. I do think that they were thinking about uh, going back to a, a full uh, host. 
Gotcha. So you almost uh, yeah, need I'll one do. in this scenario. I mean, could you imagine that show the other night as bad as it was without those two? Oh, it would have been god awful. It would be horrible. I just don't know what they would do in the Oscars if they didn't have at least somebody there to help guide the ship, especially, you know, technical issues like they can't unmute somebody's mic. I mean, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they fix by the Oscars. Uh, other than that, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, that's all I got for you, Dan. Any last comments before we go? Any shout? Do we have shoutouts? Shout out Brie Larson, I guess. Shout out Brie Larson. Um, it says shoutouts to Brie Larson only, so yeah. uh, I don't want to go against the rules. Or to put us in a box here, so it, I, it. It, it usually says to guest and only to Brie Larson, so the guest can do shoutouts and then we can shout out Brie Larson. But all right, Dan, shout out one person, Brie Larson. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like we say every episode. Bye. 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 Oh, I'm confused. Is this a happy ending or a sad ending? It's an ending. That's enough. Bye.